Welcome to Detoxing from the Matrix, the podcast, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. This is a place for illuminating conversations that will take you from divided to divine, pain into purpose, and suffering into sovereignty, while we detox the fuck out of your mind, body, and soul from the limited programs of separation, lack, scarcity, struggle, and pain. I'm your host, Lindsay Caricardi, and this podcast is for all the rebel souls who seek to live deeply, authentically, and fully expressed as the divine badasses you are. Hey, divine badass. It's Lindsay here once again, New Thought Spiritual Practitioner, Master Spiritual Psychology Coach, Mental Projector, and all-around glitch in the matrix. And welcome to another divine download of Detoxing from the Matrix podcast, where in today's episode, we are checking in on the energies of ascension right now and the current reflections that are being shown to us all in the mirror of the Matrix. So let's just be here now. I invite you to take a deep breath in with me. Drop what you're doing, drop into this moment, exhale, let it go, and let us just lean in. And I just recognize in this moment the absolute perfection of this thing called life. I recognize with gratitude this thing called the matrix because I know that it is waking us up. And I recognize beyond this illusion of life in the matrix that there is one source, there is one power, there is one divine Force, one intelligence, spirit, source, creator, God, infinite intelligence. It is there. And I recognize it as the truth of all things. It is you. It is me. It is every one of us. And I just say thank you for this experience. Thank you for being here at these times. Just fully declaring in this moment that we are waking up. We are ascending. We are remembering and just declaring for each one of these powerful listeners, these beautiful souls who tune in, knowing the absolute brilliance, abundance, expression, and power of each one of them as the divine creators of their reality. And I just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For all of this experience, thank you for being here, releasing my word up, knowing it is done from my heart to yours. Let's just dive into this conversation that I love. So for those of you that's tuned into the launch of season three last week, you know that we touched upon some of the metaphysics of good and evil, Christ and Antichrist. And that's going to be a whole series. There's going to be a few episodes going deeper into this metaphysical concept of good and evil. And that's going to resume next week. For this week, I was divinely inspired to talk more about the current ascension energies and what is really being reflected to us in this thing called the matrix. So I definitely suggest you guys go and listen to the episode. I'll link it in the comments of about how the matrix wakes us up and what, what it's actually doing and how the matrix is this womb space. Because that's the thing, right? A lot of people out there rail against this thing called the matrix. I mean, and I can say sometimes, right? Oh, you got to escape the matrix. But really, it's akin to 
being born, right? Coming out of the womb, just like a baby can't stay in the womb forever. We're meant to be born out into the world and have that moment of separation from our mother's womb space where we come out into the world and we begin to grow and we begin to evolve and we begin to come into our own experience. And it's the very same thing that this process of ascension is doing for all of us, right? So the themes right now, 100% are connected to this victim consciousness. And this victim consciousness is really the ultimate separation. It's really the thing that leads to most of the pain and strife and quote unquote evil, quote unquote sin, which metaphysically we know is missing the mark. This victim consciousness is what leads to so much of the things we're struggling with collectively and worldwide. And I'm going to get more into that today. I'd like to share a quote with you all from Steve Maraboli. So I'm sure many of you have heard of him, quite influential, as many books, talks, all the things. He says, there are times in my life when I have been medicine for some while poison for others. I used to think I was a victim of my story until I realized the truth, that I am the creator of my story. I choose what type of person I will be and what type of impact I will leave on others. I will never choose the destructive path of self and outward victimization again. Steve Maraboli. And I just love this quote because for me personally, I remember when I first realized I had been poison for others, just like he says, I have been the villain in many people's stories. I've been the villain in my own story. I've been the villain to people that I'm very close with that I cared about, right? Because when I was in the clutches of drug addiction, when I was in the clutches of my own stories and my own pain and my own separation, I behaved in ways that in my personality, in my values, in my virtues, in my own moral code, I wouldn't have chosen to do, right? Now, nobody made me do that stuff. I was just in the grip of my own separation and my own stories. And when I first came face to face with that, and I first realized, because you better believe that I used to be able to be so righteous, right? How dare you? Like, here's a really funny story. I will never forget one of the times when I was deep in my addiction and it was early in my 20s. And a girl I knew who we kind of all hung around the same crowd and we all got high together. She broke into my car, my Volkswagen Jetta, and she stole. I had this Adidas backpack. I thought it was like the coolest thing back in the day, early 90s. You know, the rave scene, the rave culture. Adidas was like, yeah, we all wanted to wear our Adidas. And she stole it. And I knew she did it. And I was so appalled. I was so offended. I was so righteous. Meanwhile, I had already embarked upon my own career of stealing to support my drug habit. (laughs) So who was I to be upset that someone quote unquote did to me that I was on the receiving end? Let's put it that way, because I don't like the language did to me because it perpetuates, oh, I'm a victim and I had no power over this. But someone, I was on the receiving end of the very same thing that I was delivering to other people. 
right? It's a violation. It's stealing. And I, of course, did not realize that until years later when I got sober and my consciousness started to expand and I started to release myself out of the grips of the lower vibrational force that is victim consciousness. And it wasn't until I was sitting in the final rehab that I went to where I remember actually finally for the first time in my life acknowledging that I had victim programming. And that happened because there was a girl in my rehab and she was my nemesis. And this is when I was having my spiritual awakening. And I very quickly realized she was the teacher for me. She, I, you know, I don't like to use the word narcissist flippantly, but this one was definitely, you know, fully embodied in the throes of her narcissism. And I could totally understand why, you know, brutal childhood, a lot of narcissism comes from being rejected, abandoned, um, you know, certain treatment from the mother wound in children develops this narcissistic behavior as adults. And she was very much in that. And she would lie to your faith. And, you know, it was all to avoid getting in trouble and on and on and on it goes, right? It's not about her. Anyway, she used to trigger me. And right about this time, I started to get curious. This is when I was really feeling into like, when I would get upset, I would stop and I would be like, why is this person upsetting me? Why do I feel this way? Right. I really started questioning my own feelings and it very quickly led me to, sh to, to see that there was a reflection. There was a reflection being shown to me. And while I did not outwardly behave like a victim and I did not outwardly try to get people to feel sorry for me. Deep, deep, deep inside, I 100% felt like a victim and I, I cloaked that in anger and I used it as a justification for all of the ways that I was living that are out, that were out of alignment with my higher values and higher self. Okay. So yes, it was a very confronting and gut punching and humbling realization. And one of my first real experiences with seeing the reflection in the mirror. Okay. And this is why I have 1000% belief that the world is reflecting us because I have had too many experiences where I have seen perfectly what was being reflected back to me in my trigger with another person. And because I have been willing to look at the parts of myself that I don't like, that maybe I would call the shadow, that were less than desirable, that were downright a little bit of an asshole, I'll say it, because I was willing to admit those parts of myself existed, I was able to see the message of the reflection. Now, what does this have to do with the ascension energies and the current energies? And I share this because this is what the world is being shown right now, right? This is what so many people do not want to see. So many people are locked in righteousness and do not want to stop and admit that they too have been a villain in someone else's story, right? People don't want to claim, lay claim to the parts of themselves that have been the villain in other people's stories, that have been the poison. Why? Well, it's because there is a deep, deep down fear in letting that go. We're going to lose all power and control, right? You see anger and righteous anger over feeling like a victim, clinging to separation and, oh, I'm a victim, feel bad for me. And I should be mad at this person. And let me hold on to my anger. It brings a sense of power to the core feeling, the core command of I'm 
disempowered because that's really what's at the root of victim consciousness. If we look at this like a computer program, right? And we think about consciousness, the core command of victim consciousness as a program is I have no power. Like I'm powerless, right? And because inherently we know that that is bullshit. So it is painful for someone to be so bought into the lie that they are powerless because in our heart of hearts, in our soul of souls, in our truth of truths, we know that it is bullshit. You know it. I know it. We all know it. (laughs) Just like we know that lack and scarcity is not real. We know that poverty is not the real reality. We know that abundance and prosperity and infinite supply is the truth. This is why it's so frustrating for us as human beings when we are deep in this story of lack and scarcity and poverty and struggle and dis-ease. Because deep down, we know it's the lie. And deep down, there is that part of us that is screaming to step forward and be birthed out of the struggle and the innovation in our consciousness to be set into motion so that we can have our expansioning and our awakening to start coming into the conscious knowing of these higher truths and to begin to let go of these lower vibrational identities that are the lie. Okay, so yes. So let's talk about the duality and the polarity for a moment, right? Because it is a very real facet, if you will, of this reality, this simulation that we live in, this life in the matrix, the physical world. We create duality. we, We have polarity, right? It's all there to serve us. Because again, just like the battery needs a positive and a negative charge. Again, here we go. Tesla thinking in terms of energy, frequency and vibration. To power a car, a battery needs a positive and a negative terminal. If one of those cords, wires, is not hooked up, the battery is not going to start. It needs both, okay? Where we get it all confused is the circuit, the energy, the flow moves through, comes through the negative polarity. We'll call it an experience of lack, of scarcity, of feeling like a victim, whatever it might be, sadness, and we cling to it. And we sit in it and we think this is my identity here. I am going to live. Or maybe those experiences of lack of scarcity, of struggle, of sickness, whatever it is, have been passed down generation by generation. It's literally in the DNA. So we really believe, oh, my God, this is my identity. This is who I am. And this is who I will forever be. And then we go out into the world and we view everybody else through that same lens and it just perpetuates and perpetuates and perpetuates until something happens the energy starts to move it starts to flow we have an experience that is to to the positive current and our consciousness expands and we start to understand we are the whole thing are you guys with me are you picking up what i'm putting down are you feeling this okay So this leads me now to another story that I've been experiencing to really illustrate this theme that is being transmuted right now in all of us. I recently had a video go viral on TikTok. And when I say viral, I mean over 200,000 views in um, 48 to 72 hours, hundreds and hundreds of comments and 
likes and some people loved it. And guess what? Some people hated it. (laughs) Right. And the interesting thing about the people who hated it, I got curious as I was reading through their comments, I was engaging with some of them. The biggest theme that I noticed was two things. One theme was I just need to make this person, meaning me, wrong with an insult or or make an assumption about their character because then I can reject what they're saying. So they would type something, you know, insulting in the chat, making assumptions about who I am and where I've come from. And then this way in their mind, they could dismiss what I was saying and reject it. So then their cognitive dissonance releases and they feel okay. They don't have to challenge their own beliefs. Other people were desperately trying to tell me I was wrong because of all of these things like privilege and systemic programs and people are victims and all of these stories that come up. And I really sat with that and I contemplated that because I don't believe in in privilege. I believe in cause and effect, right? I believe there is an effect for every cause and that we are the cause, our beliefs are the cause, our programming is the cause. Is there systemic programming that that creates certain effects? Yes. Is there ancestral programming that creates certain effects like generational poverty? Absolutely. This is not the same thing as privilege, right? We each have our ancestors and our ancestors are not an accident. Privilege would lead us to believe that I was just accidentally born Lindsay to my parents and I happen to be half Hispanic, half Caucasian. People just assume that I'm fully white European, so I must have all the privilege in the world. My ancestors must know nothing of struggle. And they make a lot of assumptions about me. It's fine. However, privilege would lead me to believe that that's all an accident. I don't believe that. I believe every single one of us picks exactly who we were born to, perfect place, perfect time, perfect struggles. Our struggles are our karmic cause and effect, right? Our struggles are our karmic cause and effect. So for me to say that someone who is over there who has been born to generational poverty and maybe uh, they're an African-American family, for me to say that that is an accident and then hold them in this view that they are just a powerless victim of where they were born and who they were born to, I refuse to buy into that, okay? But there are tons of people out in the world who are clinging to this and who need to see all of these quote-unquote, disenfranchised people as victims because then they can continue to perpetuate the drama cycle of having a victim, a rescuer, and an aggressor. Because in order for victim consciousness to reign supreme, we need the victim, we need the perpetrator, and we need the rescuer. This is the drama cycle that holds the victim consciousness into play. These are the elements of the code of victim consciousness. You need somebody playing aggressor, somebody playing victim, and somebody playing rescuer. All right. I've played all three in my life before I understood this. Okay. So as I was contemplating the way people were getting so upset and so triggered because I refused to see people as victims, really showed me how deeply this is being purged out of our consciousness right now. My husband also this week had his own 
transmutation of the inner victim. Just two weeks ago, I had a deeper transmutation of my own inner victim. Because you guys, it's like this, it goes so deep in our consciousness to believe that we are victims, right? And this is even what we touched upon last week. And that was a whole nother one. That was a whole nother reel that triggered people. What do you mean? Like they couldn't even hear what I was saying because they were so adamantly triggered by this idea that there's no rescuer and no aggressor, AKA Christ and Antichrist, right? And it's just drama, 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 because all of a sudden this existential question comes up of, well, if I'm not a victim and I'm not waiting for somebody to come and rescue me and they're all not the bad guys, then who am I? Or if I'm not the hero because I'm rescuing everybody in my toxic codependency, then who am I? And what is my purpose? Who do you guys feel? the power in this do you guys feel how deep this goes into our psyche and this is what we are clearing right now you guys the real detox the real flex is us waking the fuck up to the fact that we create all of it we create all of it and when you can really start to get that, when you can really expand your consciousness out enough to see that everything in your life is perfectly lined up with what you have been asking for, the confusion arises when you think you've been asking for one thing, oh, I want to make X amount of dollars, but your energy and your low-key thoughts and your emotions have been asking for something else. And then you get to something else and you feel like a victim because you think you're singing one tune and you're not being honest with yourself about the tune you are actually singing. So it sounds like distortion and it feels confusing. So the medicine right now is looking at the life you're creating, looking at what is showing up in your life and beginning to get curious about what you're creating and beginning to get curious about why you're creating it and beginning to get curious about why what you think you're asking for isn't aligning with what's showing up. So I had to really look at this because I once was like, oh, I, I was wanting to scale and I was wanting to make more money in my business. And it wasn't happening. <laughs> and it was because the low key song that I was singing was I wanted rest. I wanted freedom. I didn't want to be obligated to have to be online at any certain time. So you better believe my week had a ton of space in it and the money wasn't showing up. I was asking for the money and focusing on the money because I thought that's what I wanted. And I thought that that was going to give me more freedom. And I thought that I that was what I was supposed to be wanting. But I was very quickly shown that the real thing I was asking for was arrest and freedom. Now, you better believe when this happened, it was about a year and a half ago, I was sitting there and for like a week, I was totally like, oh, it's not working. And why isn't it working for me? And why is this happening to me? And that was when I realized, okay, I'm out of alignment because I am totally buying into this fact that I am not the creator of this reality. So the moment you are hearing yourself saying or feeling, why is this happening? 
to me, why isn't it working? Why, 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 why? That is your invitation to stop what the fuck you are doing and get curious about what it is you believe that has you feeling like you are not the creator, like you are not the artist. Dig in. And if you need help with that, that is where my coaching is. It goes. Okay. Right. So if you need help with that, get a guide. Come into my programs, come into my world, because this is what I specialize in. So we're going to close with another quote from Anton St. Martin. And he says, self-pity is spiritual suicide. It is an indefensible self-mutilation of the soul. I'm going to say it again. Self-pity is spiritual suicide. It is an indefensible self-mutilation of the soul. And I chose that quote because if you only knew, if you only knew, and and you're going to feel this, you're going to feel the flutter of truth in this. If you really knew who and what you were, you would not even dare to set foot in self-pity because what and who you truly are is magnificent. It is glorious. It is omniscient, omnipresent. It is all. It is. It is. You are. And when you really start to understand this, you will understand that there is never anything to pity yourself for because you are the fucking creator of all of it. And this is what I know to be true for you, for me. And I will hold this knowing for you until you know it as profoundly as I know it in the very core of my being. I love you guys. And I will see you next week. I would love to hear from you. If you want to shout me out on social media, share your insights, share your ahas, send me a DM. You can send me an email. You guys, all the info to connect with me is in the show notes below. Be sure to leave a review if you loved this, if this sparked something in you, because it really does help. So as always, just taking a deep breath in and exhaling out and just knowing that it is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is complete. Now you are just on the journey of realizing that. I love you and I'll see you next time. Hey, Divine Badass. Thanks again for tuning in and being here on Detoxing from the Matrix, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. If you know someone who would benefit from our illuminating conversations, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with a friend. And if you loved this episode or the podcast as a whole, don't forget to leave a review. It really helps spread the message and expand the collective. Don't hesitate to connect with me over on the socials. You can find me all over the place at I am Lynn's Caricardi. I've really been having a blast over on TikTok with some great content and conversations. You can also find me on IG or in my Facebook community, The Money Matrix Detox. Be sure to check out the links below in the description for all the connections on social media, other ways we can connect, some free gifts and resources that will support your own awakening ascension, as well as ways that we can work together.